how about you introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? And, and my first question after that is, how did you end up in Canada? Yeah. So my name is Till Krüss, and I grew up in Germany. As, you know, always thinking I'm, I'm a German. I did a DNA test. Turns out I'm like 0% German. I'm like half Scandinavian, half Polish East Bloc. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I grew up in Germany as a, you know, in an 80s kid, 90s kid, which I, oh, I think it's a really nice nostalgic time. And my dad gave me a little book called HTML for Dummies. It was like a tiny little, I want to say inches. It's really, it fits in the palm of your hand easily. You can, like, you could crush it. Tiny little book, 50, 60 pages. And I was talking about, you know, style paragraph and with a different color. And he gave it to me when I was 13. My neighbor gave me an old Linux computer just as a present for my 13th birthday. There's yep. German accent coming out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 33, yeah. Um, <laughs> a the three is a difficult thing to pronounce for me. I'd say Yeah, I got, the, I got the little book and just dove in and was, I wouldn't say obsessed, but really kind of found a creative outlet. I could create things with a computer and to like a teenager that was very exciting. And the next couple of years just stole libraries, you know, the, the contact form scripts that you would find on yeah, all, all these sites, I think are gone. DHTML yep. drive. It's probably, maybe you remember yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Just, you know, stealing code, putting my name under it, like change, making it a tiny bit better, but I barely knew coding and just taught myself over the years by really taking other people's open source code and pretending it's mine and trying to make it better and often it would break. Anyway, this to top myself and in Canada I landed because I really didn't jive with the the Germans that are there. I think the Germ the people that leave are usually quite interesting. And it's just yeah. it's a pretty rigid system. Um kind of in the UK all that matters is your families. It's like these these tiered class societies, but it's what's your name, what's your blood? And in Germany, it's all, oh, what do you have on paper? And being a self-taught programmer, it was not a mm. good ground to, for me to grow in. I tried yeah. to do an apprenticeship uh, with a German company. And after one year, I was so miserable and depressed because I was one of the best programmers there already as a, you know, as a disciple, as an apprentice. And then just said, can I curse here? Probably, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it in uh, German and you're safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, that's fine. No, um, I, I didn't want to deal with these weird, really rigid systems. And you have to do things by one, two, three, and you can't just jump to four. But what if you're already at four? And I just got annoyed. So I did a Vipassana. I think my headphones just died. No. I did a Vipassana meditation. Yeah. Um, in Germany, I want to say. Yeah, I think in Germany, it's somewhere in the south, which is like this. It's not really religious. It's um, all you do is you commit to 10 days and you pay attention to your breath and you don't, mm -hmm. you don't talk, you don't look at other people, no phone, no writing. All you do is sit there and feel your breath. And that was really nice. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I am. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was very, it was pretty transformative to get to know my, 
myself and quiet without any distractions. And after that, I quit my job. I was doing this apprenticeship and moved to ba uh, moved to Sweden for a couple of, for a year, I think. Then I moved to Bali, Indonesia, stayed there for seven years and just did psychoactive substances and danced and had a really good time and doing, you know, websites here and there. I really got started with WordPress actually. Before it was yep. all into PHP. I've got a bit involved in core work. And then I met my now we're not married. I want to say wife, but she's not my wife. My my partner. Uh she's yep. Canadian. And after six, seven years in Bali, I kind of also, you know, wanted something new. Wanted to go back to the You missed the cold. I missed four seasons. I did miss four seasons. It was yeah. big time. Like, because having an endless summer is really nice. Mm. But in 11 months of go time, and it's always African dance two days a week, ecstatic dance four days, ayahuasca on the weekend. It was a, it was busy. It was nonstop. And I wanted to have these hibernation times where it's winter. It's quiet. Eat a soup, uh, watch a Netflix show and don't do anything. Yeah. Ma maybe snowboard or so once a week. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the the four seasons again, and so we moved randomly out here to BC in Western Canada. Western Canada, so that makes you close to Vancouver, sort of. Very close, yeah. Well, eight hours, but very close. Yeah, yeah okay. relatively. Yeah, that's as far as from me here to Stuttgart. So yeah, <laughs> not close. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I would miss four seasons. Um, I've lived in the United States for a year, where. Uh, it was a uh, short winter, uh, very short autumn, uh, very short winter, good winter, and then a lot of a lot of sun. Uh, that's bearable, but eleven months of uh, of summer and uh, one changing season, uh, just, oh, sorry, one changing month that uh, that wouldn't work for me either. No, but that's a that's a that's a very interesting way to find yourself in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's uh, uh, you've done. A, I'm assuming. You've done a lot of exploration while you were in uh, in Bali, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, how so how how did you go from stumbling in from the exploration and what do I want to do and sort of in the in the WordPress you said, but what was the thing that pulled you in? Like okay, okay, I I I get this. You mean WordPress, the kind of like yeah. coding and oh my yeah, professional yeah. life. Yeah, so w working on WordPress, what what triggered you to definitely commit to? Because um, we'll get to what you do uh, in terms of what products you have and services. Yeah, but yeah, now I'm pretty WordPress heavy. Um, I it was just so convenient. I built a blog with movable type. Mm -hmm. If anybody remembers that, uh, yeah. props. <laughs> I don't even know what was written in, but it was just a static blog generator i think it was pearl maybe i don't recall and i kind of journaled my 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 thoughts it's still live on pralinenschachtel.de and and i called it um life is like a box of chocolates you always know what you're gonna get and oh. <laughs> and i just journaled my thoughts when i was really young young this is you know 15 plus years ago yeah and then I did a diary kind of just for the people. Facebook wasn't really a thing, especially in Europe. It wasn't a big thing. So I just journaled a bit every other day and wrote what happened in, in an interesting way. 
for my family and friends to follow me along and it is I think for a year or two and I kind of got annoyed with it and then I did a website for this here's Kirtan which is it's called Bhakti Yoga so you do you kind of sit there and you sing ecstatically until you feel really good because you just say the same you're chanting basically and he wanted to have a website and I really enjoyed sitting there and singing with him. And I made a WordPress website for him because he wanted to like announce when is the next one. And it was yeah. the first time I picked up WordPress and it took me maybe a weekend to build a site and it looked okay for, you know, 2008, nine, ten or so. I, I, I don't recall. And then I didn't charge him anything. And then he told everybody that I made him like this amazing, great website. It was just really patched yeah. together, barely working. It was good enough. And then everybody, not everybody, but more and more people in this little town that I was living in, in Indonesia, what all these expats or immigrants or hot vacation goers, they wanted to have a website as well. And that's kind of how I got started with it. And I worked more and more with it. I built a few plugins and more and more bigger companies who wanted okay i don't want to have a website i want to have an online course and we built some course infrastructure of how to charge people and those are the early days like 2012. yeah wordpress was not in a it was not easy to start an online store or sell something or deliver content to people there was no plugins frameworks no. we had to build it all that's really how i got started with it and then i got a bit involved with core development in if you still remember mp6 the admin redesign yeah. to make it responsive and just a little bit better looking color schemes. Yeah. Uh, I worked with that team quite a bit for six months and then afterwards tried to keep, it was nice because it was this bundled, similar to the performance team right now, you could work on things and it was fast moving, you could use neat tools and just work on the side. It wasn't the radioactive zone around Chernobyl that is WordPress core right now where like if you want to get anything in there's scrutiny and there's people with machine guns outside guarding it any kind of little change needs like six months of discussion and then you have like 12 year old tickets that never been touched that's how I yeah. felt a bit about it I tried to contribute more to core got annoyed with the slow moving train that it was back then at least and moved over to Laravel and really got my hands dirty became a core developer there or core contributor and really leveled up my coding skills quite a bit, just having proper progressive, modern PHP code. Yeah. Not, you know, 5.6, and that's <laughs> all we can use, or 5.4, yeah. whatever it was back then. And, but then the calling came over and over back because I, in my time making all these websites for clients, I built a few plugins here and there. The email address encoder is one, got like 100,000 plus users. I built the Redis cache, Redis object cache plugin. Because yeah. what was out there was pretty also, it was outdated, hardly updated. And it was, uh, I'll just fork it, give credit, and then make it much better. Now more versatile, so you support all the different clients. And then also get more and more usage. And then mostly working on a few startups here and there, trying to develop a good economic situation for myself. All these mm -hmm. people reached out to me to, to talk about Redis and that they want to do e-commerce stores and they wanted something better than what I built there with this open source version. And yeah. there was this big pull coming to pull me out of Laravel, out of the general PHP world, back into WordPress. 
because the pub the plugin Redis Object Cache kind of just started to take off, and they wanted more a more professional version, so the pro version. Yeah. And that's really how I got pulled back into this. And that's that was summer 2019, I want to say, just before the pandemic. Yeah. Started coding on it somewhere in 2019. I don't recall. Anyway, it's probably also irrelevant. I just, as a German, I need to have the accurate time when it happened. <laughs> I know you have that. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a, a Northern European thing. At least... Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the, in the Netherlands that works the same way. Your headphone is uh, acting up? I just lost my headphones again. Something is off with them. Give me one second. I don't know if you can pause this. I can. And we're back. Yeah. Okay. Back. Are we yeah. back? Yeah. Sorry, I just had like a little technical thing. You were just my, something happened with my headphone and just... microphone. Just as we were discussing how uh, how thorough Germans were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just the the audio disappeared there for a second. Uh, what was I saying? I moved back from Laravel into yep. the WordPress and yep. just um, dove in right before the pandemic, um, before this big e-commerce push in WordPress two. Yeah, build Object Cache Pro. I built a few commercial plugins before then, but they're really small potatoes if you can you know be a bit discriminatory here yeah. and build object cash pro and it just over the pandemic it was a really good time for me because e-commerce really rose up worked yeah. with a bunch of hosting companies individuals small medium businesses and it was a good it was lucky in terms of time to put out a new product just before then yeah yeah so in hindsight there's 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 quite a few more of those types of projects where uh, it, it, all of a sudden, it, it got a huge momentum just because the world changed. Um, and like e-commerce is a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's at least starting to crawl up again. Uh, I have a ticker here in my on the back, mm -hmm. so I have the live uh, count of what <laughs> where we're at or how much I uh, still need to cry. But uh, <laughs> no, no, we uh, we huddle. We're good. No, but uh, e-commerce is, uh, yeah, most definitely a big driver for a lot of uh, uh, great things in WordPress, but also outside. Um, uh, I, I noticed it in my type of work as well. Uh, I built uh, mostly client sites, uh, more on the high-end side of things. Um, but uh, I would say about 50% uh, certainly doubled down on their e-commerce side of things. Yeah. Um, or either from conversions where they where where they weren't actually selling stuff, but doing stuff online has become the much more logical first choice now. Versus it is, oh, we also have to be online. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, that, that that's how I see it. So you have Object Cache Pro. I know what it does. Can you explain how your solution helps anyone having a WordPress site? Yeah, I can. I should be able to. I really should be able to do this. And it doesn't have to be the elevator pitch. You can take more than two minutes. Yeah, no, it's yeah, no. That's very Canadian. I'm I'm adopting here. No, yeah. yeah. Um, the base basis of WordPress. I'll do it really high level overview. The basis of WordPress is boring for people who are more advanced. So I'll keep it short. 
the basis of WordPress is you have PHP that runs WordPress and you have an SQL server, usually it's MySQL, MySQL, that runs your database. And that's great, it's easy to set up, it's good to get going. But once you have more and more traffic coming to your site, whether this is an API call from or Google crawling or just hundreds of visitors or thousands of customers trying to check out, the bottleneck will always be your SQL database because they're not designed to answer millions of answers a second or a minute, mm -hmm. depending. And Redis is a really nice also database engine, but it's not a relational database, it's a key value store. So you can throw in something user colon remkus and it will answer you it's a sub millisecond key value store so you can ask it a million questions a second and it doesn't even break a sweat mm -hmm. even on like your you know mediocre vps server with two gigabytes of ram like the, the five ten dollar machine yep. millions of seconds because it's designed this way anyway so object cash pro you have the the bottleneck of your SQL database and what Redis can do is answer questions really fast. So what WordPress does, it's baked into WordPress core is called the object cache. So mm -hmm. instead, instead of saying, hey, give me all the users that signed up between date one and two and are now deleted, which is a relational query. With Redis, you can also give, give me user one, two, three, and it will give you them insanely fast. Like you can look up three mm -hmm. users in 0.3 milliseconds. And WordPress core does a lot of this caching, especially even more so since 6.0 and now 6.1. Yep. And yep. there's a few guys, Johnny Harris working a lot on that. And there's a lot more people, but I'm blanking on the names right now. There's Johnny was, uh, Johnny was on the previous, uh, podcast. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. And he, and a few other people, we worked a lot on making WordPress core use more and more object caching of course that sometimes leads to some issues but what object cache pro does is really just provide the interface for wordpress to communicate with redis and it handles all the weird race conditions in between it manages the data so if you have an external data if redis runs on a different machine than your server because you're horizontally scaled for example it heavily compresses the data down to roughly 25 percent so you only have to send or receive 25% of the bytes, yep. which cuts time down, less storage and so on. So Object Cache Pro is really a high-end product for, and hence also the price tag, for anybody who runs a high-performance or high-traffic WordPress website. What, is, uh, what does high-traffic mean in, in this case? What are we talking? Um, where does it start to make sense? Where, well. I guess it's, it's, I, that's, that's not a fair question. That's not a fully fair question because I think there's a lot of difference between if you're running a, a 3 million page views a month type of site and all you have is uh, just your regular content, low to no commenting. It's a different ball game than if you have 1 million page views per month and you have people commenting constantly. Yeah, it, where it so, makes sense is object hashing is really... If you have a, it, it really the difference between static and dynamic content. If you run a magazine or a news site, the comments are usually outsourced and it's all little thing. Everything is just static files being served and they're being generated as people publish. Mm -hmm. But if you run a site with dynamic content, for example, Buddy Boss or a forum 
um, BB Press, or if you run e-commerce, anything where like content changes, kind of yep. whether it is, um, is there stock? If you have 10 stock, you can't serve static HTML because then we don't know if the stock is actually still accurate. People could, a hundred people could buy it, but you only have 10 stock. So whenever there's really dynamic content, so anybody who's logged in or e-commerce, that's when object hashing makes sense. Now there's a bunch of solutions. I'm a huge fan of Redis because I think it's just the, the modern approach to it. And Memcache has been a bit neglected the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. slowly fading out more and more. Some people still use it, but um, when the content is dynamic, that's when you want to use object caching. And when Object Cache Pro makes sense, I would say the moment milliseconds matter to you, you want to use it. That's That would yeah. be my answer. <laughs> that's a broad spectrum. Yeah. No, but okay, that's interesting. So, um, you're 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 essentially also saying it doesn't really matter how much traffic you have. It's it's more a matter of if the seconds and milliseconds matter. That's where you should yeah. Be. Because yeah. for example, we have some customers that do um, flash sales, and yeah. they don't. They have very little traffic. You know, maybe let's a hundred people per hour, one one person per minute, whatever it is, come to the site throughout the month, but then once a month they do a flash sale and they have 5,000 checkouts within like two, three minutes. And that that's where it makes sense. And other people, of yeah. course, is it the continuous traffic? The more traffic you can put onto a, like um, a CDN like Cloudflare and their automatic platform optimization or you use WP Rocket, I'm a big fan of. Anything you can throw into static page caches and just serve static files, do it. But the moment you can't, um, that's where object caching and object cache pro really comes in. Yeah. So lively sites, dynamic, uh, and stuff happening in a relatively short period yeah. of time. That's it. Yeah. Actually, I'll say one more thing. I never think about this because I don't work on a site like that. When your WordPress admin is slow and you're trying to like look up a post or you just want to click around the admin and move from post to post, from product to product and update it. That's where it also helps a lot. This is the the one thing that page caching cannot accelerate is all the backend stuff, whether this is API calls, um, your JSON or REST API, or just like clicking on the admin. It's also, that's the nice thing to have. So if you're very impatient, I would also use some kind of object caching for WordPress just to make the backend faster. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's a good uh, addendum. Um, so making, uh, making WordPress faster generally is purely focused on whatever's happening on the front end. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, the back end. I have, I have, I have a few clients that have close to a million records. I would say 80% of that is in the, the regular articles and the rest is scattered through different custom post types and stuff, but, uh, getting them fixed from, uh, uh roughly five, six seconds wait for any, yeah. uh, you know, and then going back to four on the milliseconds, they're like, what did you do? This is great. Yeah. And then right. people get so happy. What is the special thing you did here? So, well, we just fixed normal thing, but this is how it's supposed to be. No, it's, it's, have we, have we worked with this for so long? Not knowing? Yes. Yes, you have. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it's very common. It's very common. Yeah. 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 It's uh, a sh surprisingly shocking how much discomfort uh, people settle for 
just because they're not aware that what they're looking at is not your default behavior. They just think we have a lot of articles. Sure. We just have yeah. to wait longer. Yeah. And, then, and, and it gets and to like a 10 second, it gets to the 10 second mark where people are like, oh, cool. I want to click on a page and I have to wait 10, 12 seconds for it to load. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, it's only three, four seconds now after using some kind of, yeah. let's say, Redis object. Yeah. That's the free version. They're like, they're so stoked. I'm like, yes, yeah. this is makes people happy for sure. And it keeps so, uh, the customers on the side too. Yeah, just add, you, you mentioned the, the pro version versus the regular version, right? Is there a performance gain just going from regular version to pro? Yeah, it's also a fantastic question. I usually answer it with, if you care about reliability, go with the pro version. Everybody wants to talk about performance and how many milliseconds is time to first byte going to shrink. Yeah. But I always just go with like, well, if you want reliable caching in WordPress, if you want to install it, you say install plugin, configure it a little bit, you say enable cache, and then you never fucking think about it again. That's when you want to use Object Cache Pro. That's and with the free version, it's a bit more, you know, it's a bit more shaky because it's a old, outdated. I only forked it. I didn't even. I mean, now if it's so such a, it's not even a derivative anymore. It's so customized from what Eric mandated in like 2012, yeah. 2010. Um, but the reliability is really the number one thing why I build it because most of my customers, they care about performance, but what they really want is they want to know that the database and their Redis cache or their cache is in sync and there's no weird data loss you don't like oh an order suddenly disappeared because it still exists in redis but not in sql and when you flush it now there's like customer data missing or credit yeah, card yeah. information whatever it is yeah. so the reliability is the main thing but to come back to your question there performance of course there's a there's huge performance gains too the, especially on high concurrent sites so if you have a lot of concurrent users if it's not one user after another it's easy but when you have high concurrent sites, we visit the Optic Cache Pro, there's a lot of managing of not racing against each other. Mm -hmm. So the data, you know, if some request takes two seconds, that request one doesn't overwrite what request two just did. We handle that. And if Redis sits on a different machine, we highly compress data so you can save RAM because in some cases it's expensive depending on your provider. And we pulled out as much as we could from what you can achieve with userland PHP code because Object Cache Pro is just a PHP plugin, uh, like WordPress written in PHP. And we pulled a lot out of there. We batch requests together. So instead of asking Redis a hundred questions, we ask it 10 questions. We ask them 10 batch questions. So it says in the first question is give me 10 keys. Next one is give me 10 keys. So we do that, that kind of stuff to speed things up, but there's always limits because you always have to ask again, the cache server. And then in 20, again, 2020, I think, in the summer, I was talking with the guys from Liquid Web, Ryan McDonald. I don't know if you have him on here. Uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, um, smart fella. And Brian Watts and those two together, they're like, yeah, Object Cash Pro is nice, but we want even more performance, especially with Magento. And then I spoke with the guy. If you, you know, interrupt me if this, I'm going off on a tangent here. No, no, no. Magento can use performance, and I'm sure that anybody listening now will be like, okay, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all ears. Tell me more. Yeah. So Liquid Web Host or Nexus, I'm actually not sure. One of those two. 
they host a lot of Magento as well. And um, the Liquid Web team looked at, on the Nexus team, I don't know who's who, those guys over there, when I say Liquid Web. They looked at the Object Cache Pro and they were like, this is really good for WordPress, but can we get it even faster? And can it also work for Magento? And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. I started talking with the guy, his name is Michael Grunder, a German roots, but definitely not German. Yeah. It's like a, a football fan in America. Uh, only work, she actually only lives a few hours south of me, um, just in Washington. And we, he makes the PHP extension called PHP Redis, or just Redis. Yeah. And that extension is currently like one of the fastest mechanisms to let PHP talk to Redis. And we started chatting a bit and we had a few ideas. There was some cool new Redis 6 version 6 features out. And we just, you know, hey, why don't we build a prototype of something that is even faster, kind of what Liquid Web requested. And we're like, hey, let's give it two months. Let's make a prototype. Now it's two and a half years later <laughs> and the product is ready. And we completely, from the ground up, rebuilt PHP Redis, the extension to, for PHP to talk with Redis. Yeah. called Relay, it's our new product, and it's also free to use, you know, it's, there's some paid plans out there, but it's a free to use extension, and it's a um, hundred times faster, some machines it's 220, the biggest number we saw is 220 times, not percent, 220 times faster, so you wow. can do, we can probably run this right now in the background here if you want to share my, if I should share my screen, even while screen sharing, um, and you know, it's a big, big monitor here. You can run insane amounts of data through because we just, what really does is instead of having to go to Redis and ask all these questions, Hey, give me user one, give me user two, give me product five. We just keep the important data inside of PHP's memory. So yeah. all it is, is WordPress says, Hey, give me a bit of data. And instead of having to go through a socket in Unix or and talk to Redis, which is fast but there's still I.O. overhead. All now PHP has to do is like look up a little memory block in its own memory. And that's how we achieve really ridiculously decadent speeds. And we're just now, and we wanted to launch end of last year, but working on the checkout right now, the, it's been running in production with Pagely and a few other really early adopters, um, Rocket.net, Convesio. So, so this is... PHP relay. I'm I'm confused now. Hold on. Yeah, that's okay. So, Object Cache Pro is the WordPress plugin. Yeah. Liquid Web wanted more performance. I'm like, well, I don't know how much you can squeeze out of this. I talked with someone way smarter than me. His name is Michael, and we built a PHP extension that achieves that ah, okay. performance right. with Redis. Yeah. And so, so now there's so two. And any PHP application will benefit from this. This is not exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Magento. Uh, we already have a module for it. It's instead of sticking to the WordPress space, we built something that works with all of PHP, Symfony, Laravel, Magento, Drupal, whatever you want, your own framework. It doesn't matter. It all works. Um, those are like the two performance. This is my life now. All I do is performance in PHP or performance in WordPress. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's the overview. Yeah. 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 But that's a good overview. That that gives a, uh, uh, I think. Uh, um, so w what I find interesting is that um, you found a niche within WordPress to, 
you know, really dive into, uh, that became uh, performance uh, paired with Redis. You then took what essentially you learned, you took over to PHP, general. Um, but I had a question for what I know is happening in between. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm aware of uh, you talking to multiple hosts. Um, so at, what, what I find interesting is that you've managed to turn a plugin into a service without fully sassifying it, uh, so to say. Yeah. Um, can you can you share a little bit about that? I thought about sassifying it to fight piracy, but then I remember that I, you know, I'm not a, opposed to torrents, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Integrity check there. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I thought about it. It has Object Cache Pro has a lot of analytics, like really in depth stuff. And I thought of sassifying that to have a remote service. But then do I want to maintain servers that do analytics? Probably not. Um, I wanted to bundle one thing that if it's cut off from the internet, it can still run. Just really an enterprise product where there's no downtimes. I can, you know, go to bits or I can go to a Christmas gathering, my family, and like a week later emerge again. I didn't have to worry that my servers are down. That's, yeah. That was about kind of the peace of mind and not stressing out about these things. And it's a debatable decision, but yeah, it's really just a plugin without any remote component. And of course, piracy then happens, but I think the WordPress industry is starved for, this is my opinion, is starved for, and what I mean by opinion is like, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if this is true. It just yeah. feels way. WordPress is staffed for high-end developers and high-end products, like well-crafted yeah. software, what is reliable, where you you can trust it. And I think my time in Laravel, I learned a lot about that. How do you write code? When you release the next version, it doesn't break millions of sites. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the same position again. We're just testing as fundamental um, I don't always do test-driven development, but I always have test coverage at the end. Um, sometimes I just want to stub things out and write tests later. Yep. I think it's a really important thing that hosts also maybe respond to quality software that is trustworthy and not just, oh, you hit the update button and now 200,000 sites are throwing errors or worst case, I have a white screen of death. That's, I think, was maybe just the, the lucky timing of the pandemic and quality software together was maybe the secret sauce. That would be my guess in hindsight. Yeah, but, but um, I don't think you've explicitly said uh, what I was uh, was getting at. So you've turned in, you've, you, what, what I meant to is you have a plugin that does a wonderful thing. And then you have hosting companies starting to... Uh, use the plugin and license, I guess. Yeah. Is that, is that, uh, is that an accurate description? Yeah, exactly. And but so, so your clients are not just site owners, your clients are also hosting companies. Yeah. And it's definitely shifting in terms of revenue. It's shifting from, it used to be about 50, 50 and they grew kind of simultaneously. Yeah. And now it's shifting towards more hosting companies, which I quite enjoy. Um, just 
the revenue and this number of sites, number of deployments are definitely coming from hosting companies, especially with the recent the recent partnership with GoDaddy. Yep. Um, it's more and more moving in that direction, which is also I can reach more people. It's easy to support for my team. I don't have to support thousands of end users directly. It's more there's one little, not a bottleneck, the one narrow passage between our team and let's say GoDaddy's team or Pagely's team or Convesio's team. It's a lot easier to run the business in a, I want to say not healthy, but in a lifestyle way where I don't hate my life. In a sane way. Yes. Yeah. It's well-being is important to me because then I can do this for decades and enjoy myself. Um, that's kind of really how I designed everything around it from the pricing to like to me that I always joke around with this and usually it's well received. Uh, I want to create a product where people give me money but not talk to me. So I built something super reliable <laughs> so it didn't have to be consumer service. Yeah. And then they have questions and I just have documentation that explains it all. That was yeah. the, you know, it was the intention and actually it does work. I think that's uh, there's there's a lot of developers for whom this is exactly the dream, right? You build something that is solid, everything is well documented, uh, and and you don't have to do much more than continuously keep it rock solid and improve upon it and just yeah. repeat that cycle. You have your version of happiness; the client has their version of happiness, and yeah, you know, peace of mind for everybody. Kumbaya. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You mentioned um, you mentioned an interesting thing. Um, the, the the desire to find to have, and you said it. This is my opinion. Take it with a grain of salt. But I I think you're I think you're absolutely right. There is a an incredibly high desire to find people working within WordPress with WordPress that actually are worth their salt. Um, that was not a pun intended upon the grain of salt, but here we are. Um, the The industry is is growing. Uh, WordPress is growing within that industry, and the level of years, because you know, um, uh, in a very short while, uh, WordPress will be twenty years old. Um, the maturity of sites, the maturity of clients, the maturity of, of hosting companies, everything has risen to a level where it starts to rival those of, uh, quote unquote, professional um, PHP developers, uh, systems engineers, software engineers, where I think is what we're seeing is that uh, there's they're starting to become a, a, a top layer of people really understanding core. Um, I, I did a tweet this week uh, or last week where I said, there's really nothing stopping you from developing the most modern version of a WordPress site that you can possibly think of uh, with the latest version of PHP. Yes, I know there's still notices and all of that. I'm aware. Uh, and yet nothing is really stopping you. Because if you have a, a, a bunch of developers who truly understand what's going on, you can build your application and use what whatever's in WordPress as a, as a block, as, as a thing, probably block is not the right word, but as a building block, like the, you know, you need, you need user authentication, you got it. You need a, a theming engine, you got it. There is just smart ways of using WordPress and there's really nothing holding you back. 
of uh, your imagination, your your skill set. And I see this happening. Yeah, I don't want to say the last uh, two and a half, three years, but let's say the last four or five years, the professionalism is starting to really sink in. Uh, I I talk to people who uh, maybe maybe looked at WordPress with a bit of a de 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 uh, disdain. What is it? What's the word? Uh, but like you know, distaste, but yeah, like mm, WordPress. Yeah, I don't want to work with that. Yeah. Um, Purists. <laughs> purists. Ah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not a purist. I never will be. Um, but so that is your statement. Uh, I, I, I agree with that statement. Um, what is the biggest thing that you see changing in terms of that, that maturity? What is changing for you? Is it becoming easier? for you in general or is it more difficult like can you find you have you say you have a team can you find the right people is that doable it's tricky it's, it's tricky right? i don't look in the wordpress space right. i look outside and and then also my products and my platforms are all built in more laravel style if you look at Cash Pro, you see really a Laravel project that runs inside WordPress. Just how the code is structured, it's very abstracted. Uh, it's easy to hook into, but there's no actions and filters. It's all just, I don't know, a bit more sophisticated. But I do look outside. Um, they, I know, I absolutely agree. There is, when I was saying WordPress is staff, what I think there's a small top two, three percent of developers that are very talented and also learning and growing over the years and expanding into other, not industries, yeah. other fields and bringing that knowledge back, which is very nice. Um, and just talking generally like the majority and it's tricky to find good people. Um, yeah. I'd yeah. say it, so I, I look somewhere else. I, I know for most people that that look for so a, a, a good WordPress developer that started with WordPress as their first PHP um, a project that they were playing with has has to have had a very intrinsic desire to learn new stuff and and get up to speed with all the latest what PHP had to offer uh, and that relative that that that's relatively rare. Um, I think there's but, even more to this. It's not only the cutting edge features, which is some are nice, but it's really the the way you think. There's this the way WordPress is structured, where there's code inside the templates, like you have yeah. your, your HTML, and then there's like a block of a loop and so on. Just the way it's structured, there's really it's a WordPress way of thinking, and yeah. bringing thinking from other frameworks of how they structure codes, how they abstract things, how they template whatever it is, how they deal with caching and requests that's even more there's much more important to me than like how do they think as developers or as engineers do do they think the wordpress way or a different way and i hire people who think not the wordpress way and yeah. and also well, there's no desire for them to learn yeah I, I i fully understand that so uh you, you one of the things you mentioned is uh you used to help core contribute um, you 
as far as I'm aware, are currently mostly working on the WordPress performance team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you mostly active there. Um, what What are some things that you find in terms of what we just talked about? Um, what is uh, from outside of WordPress? Let's say Laravel, but it's essentially I don't care if it's Laravel, Zend, or uh, Symfony, whatever. Uh, what are things that you're aware of that really should find a place inside of WordPress in terms of uh, approaching uh, a performance-first type of mind? Uh, to you know, what are the things yeah. we can do to advance WordPress? There's one thing, and <clears throat> we've done this recently with a few core um, with WordPress pull um, yeah pull requests. Yep, track it's. WordPress developers, like early days, juniors, people getting started, it can be, it's pretty messy. You just make it work if it works, done. And there's two things that I personally think would move the needle a lot. One is just generally testing and automated testing, specifically not, you know, clicking around if it works, but having repeatable tests, you log in as user, you create a user with whatever your testing framework. I think there's PHP unit, WordPress stuff. There's frameworks for that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Juliet works on a lot of it. Yeah. And that would make a massive difference. I think testing is just not part of the WordPress ethos. No, no, the the, 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 the low level developers, of course, course, well tested, um, continuously and like rigorously tested. But I mean, more the end developers. I need just, you have to pay a little bit more. Instead of spending seven hours on it, you're going to spend 10 hours doing this. And mm-hmm. is the client going to pay for that and selling that? And I think other industries like Ruby on Rails, Laravel, Symphony, they're very, I don't say Nazi about the tests, but they just expect them. It's just like if there's no test, it doesn't get merged because it's too risky. That yeah. I shared with you earlier before we hit record. That was my morning. Um, yeah, fixing a bug without tests. And it's just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to rush before then. And I think it would make people's lives easier, but it is more time spent. And then of course, will the clients pay for the not and selling the clients? That's number one. And my personal thing, what I see in my field of performance, people develop with WordPress and SQL, but they don't develop with an object cache. And if they would have Redis running, doing development as well, which is, it's very easy, especially if you're on Mac, it's even easier. If you would just also develop with an object cache, you catch so many issues down the road. Once you end development and actually go to production, oh, now it's slow because there's traffic. We need to make it faster and then things start to break. So yeah. many of the frameworks, again, Symfony, Laravel, Magento, they already have the kind of caching built into development workflow. And WordPress doesn't. They just it's more an afterthought, similar to what you mentioned earlier. After the fact. Those two things I think would move the needle a lot. And even we talked about it, the performance scene. Could we have little batches of which plugins have test the test suites, which plugins are developed with object caching in mind and yeah. think about these things. That's I think those are the two things that would really benefit the WordPress space. That's that's interesting. So you're essentially saying 
it's not necessarily learning a new technique or way of working. It's more of integrating what we already know workflow. works mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and adding that to the workflow. Yeah, because if you if you are a WordPress developer and you want to level up, start using Roots, um, Bedrock, um, Sage. They have a whole suite of tools to yeah. make plugins, themes, WordPress apps, the way it's structured, the way you can deploy it. They have needs. I think it's roots.io, R-O-O-T-S.io. I, I don't even know who's behind that, but I love using this stuff. It's it's a good setup. I think a lot of people are using it. It's a very different setup. It's, yeah. it's so different that there's a lot of hosts out there that don't actually know how to work with it. Yeah. it's. I think it's well-structured. I run many large-scale, um, they call them, on, on online courses sites with that and yeah. it's it's reliable which i care about again i don't want to yeah. step up so i want to build features and make it yeah. good yeah. not worry about service so i i would imagine for what you just said i don't like DevOps, but i would imagine you had to learn a little bit about DevOps, maybe not even a little bit probably a lot yeah to understand how to properly do that on the level up yeah the application level yeah, I have done so much DevOps that I don't want to do it anymore. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason. That's... Not because I don't know it, it's because it, coding is flow, it's fun, and DevOps I feel like is mostly, I'm going to say 80, 20, 80% is just fixing things and 20% is setting it up once. It's yeah. just so much bug hunting and issues and it's obscure and the highs, you never know, something is broken somewhere and it's always weird in the middle joints I much rather sit down with a good WordPress plugin or develop code. Yeah, I I I touched DevOps. I'm not going to say I'm, I was any good at it, but I I know my way around the command line. That's just mm -hmm. use that as a as a as an app description of where my level is. But I I I think I feel the sentiment in terms of uh, tweaking and changing and adding stuff on on on. The low level on server is quite different from more a more visual way of seeing what you're doing, um, mm -hmm. which I prefer as well. It's uh, it it just helps the brain, I guess, for me to to see. So related to that, uh, Redis is not used on on any and all servers. I mean, not not by default, but. Apart from, uh, it would be great for your uh, your income stream. Uh, but it would you go as far as say that every single hosting company should have Redis activated, enabled by default? Is there any drawback to that scenario? It would be great. I should just say yes because of capital. No, but yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a reveal answer. Um, there's a few parts to this. Um, I think Memcache has its place mm -hmm. when you have ma like massive, I mean, 10 million plus clusters of sites, sorry, 10 million sites or more clusters, WordPress.com, for example. Yep. I know they're also switching away from that, but if you have these insane scales memcache has its place you know redis versus memcache those are like they're really the only two good sub millisecond stores yeah 
Um, don't email me. I know there's alternatives. <laughs> That's number one. And number two is there is definitely a trade-off because if you run a tiny little, you have a gas station website, just use Cloudflare's APO, have it a static version and be done with it. You don't need Redis. You don't need object hashing and your backend is not slow. There's this trade-off between really minimal efficient sites that are, have yeah. very little traffic. It would be an overhead. Now you're running extra software, extra electricity, yeah. extra RAM, yeah. extra yeah. complexity. But yeah. once you're a bit more, it is, if this is a real site with real visitors, quite a few, then probably. Um, yeah. But again, static any, versus dynamic. Any So I'm going to translate this to any decent site worth their salt. Yeah. Would benefit from, from Redis and thus... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Is the um, so what Redis solves is the communication with the database. Is there on the database side of things? Uh, is is anything happening there? <sighs> you hit the nail on the head there. I think there's also quite a room for improvement. Um, do you have your tinfoil hat? Because this is going to get conspiratorial. There you go. Okay. There is the WordPress doesn't use any or many database, the table indices by default. Mm -hmm. um, it's just this is the table and the server does the workload. And if you're a high end site, your developers or your team usually have several, they will probably throw on a few in indices, indexes. Yep. On top of that to speed things up because your yeah. meta queries your searches things go a bit faster wordpress for some reason doesn't want to do this by default even the reasonable ones um again i'm blanking in the name gentleman he built a plugin i'll i'll send it to you later i think it's something called wordpress table indexes or indices um is one plugin yeah yeah it's good and it kind of handles that for you and installs them because even if you're on a $10 a month Bluehost account, you can throw on table indices to make things faster if you don't want to go into caching yet. Mm -hmm. You still have caching, but uh, again, don't email me. I understand that. <laughs> you don't need to go into object caching yet. Um, there, There is a little bit of work being done there, but there's pushback of from core, it seemed the last couple of months, this is, it's a developing thing. I don't know where this is going to go, but this is a big part. And if you have a site and you want to get a bit more performance out, throw some, if you have the RAM, your, your me memory of your site, yeah. run a, you know, an index or two, it will probably speed it up. And usually if you use a tool like AWS, it will show you which queries are slow and you run a little explain over it and there's resources out there on how to even speed up SQL a bit more. Yeah. So as you probably still remember, uh, I used to work at Servbolt. Mm -hmm. And one of the things Servbolt does entirely different from any host I've known so far is database. Uh, how that works. If they have a, they have their own version of MariaDB. Mm -hmm. Um, but just start tweaking the database to the absolute optimum is uh, mm -hmm. is, is is good. 
uh, and, and I think they've perfected it. Um, but if you look at the database itself, like it is still uh, MySQL. Is, it, is, is there something that needs to change there? Is there something in the works? Is there, like there are faster databases. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Postgres, huge fan. Love working with it. And I don't know if I'm qualified to answer this. I can tell you that the performance team right now is working on support for SQLite. Yeah, SQLite. That. But this is for, hey, you want to install WordPress and all you need is really PHP and SQLite and it's available everywhere. You it's can run it the bars very high. Yeah, this is the... Let's spin up a tiny little instance on 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 a toaster. That's what it's for, and it's it's neat. It's great for development and or really efficient large scale hosting for tiny sites would be good. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a good question. I wouldn't even know who would who could answer this. Um, I I don't either. Um, I think one of the things I. I, I kind of expect there to be built at some point by someone is uh, uh, a, a WordPress to be um, using D1, I think it's called, from Cloudflare. Yeah. Uh, that would be possible. Seen, from what I've seen. But it's late, late. You, you have the latency issue always. Again, I'm a huge fan of Cloudflare. They're yeah. workers. D1, R2, I, I really enjoy using them. I actually use them yeah. quite excessively. I, yeah. I, I, I remember. Yeah, Work is a fantastic product. Um, yeah. What I can tell you from the high end, what happens is that once you hit a certain threshold and you just can't throw bigger machines at this, there's a product called AWS Aurora, Aurora yeah. and it's a serverless database which if you run your servers on EC2 or whatever they are, you know, whatever your choice is there with AWS, there's not a latency issue, but you can scale this big. But I think the base price for V2 is, I want to say like three to 350 or four, $500 per month just for the database. So these are yeah. high-end sites that spend five, $6,000 a month just on your server infrastructure. There's some interesting new developments. Um, sometimes people reach out to me with like new databases that sit in between SQL and they use better caching. But I don't know again how reliable this is. It's the there's only two hard things in computer science. One is naming things, and the other thing is cache and validation. Maybe I switched this up, but it's a real thing. Cache and validation yeah. is hard. It's a hard problem. Yeah. So when yeah. someone says I have a new database that is better at caching, I'm like, test it. Yeah, prove it. Mm -hmm. Probably. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, um, from someone who is um, a lot of my work is about optimizing WordPress, right? So uh, I, I run into the weirdest scenarios where people just look at that one little tiny layer and optimize it to at infinitum. Mm -hmm. yet they stop right there. They don't look below. They don't look above. Uh, uh, from our previous conversations outside of this podcast, but also from here, it's very clear that you look outside of that bubble. Um, so yeah, then the database layer is most definitely something to look at as well. 
you have PHP and which is essentially make sure that you're on the latest and greatest. I think for the last five, six years has been proven to be faster and faster and faster. So yeah. minimum 10%, but there's, there have been, there have been higher, uh, bumps of, uh, uh, just pure raw speed, uh, processing speed. Um, you have a lot of stuff you can do on, um, on inside the application, small yeah. code, you have your, your Cloudflare layer, all of that, but nobody's really talking about the database. It's sort of, yeah. And it's uh, it's definitely the, the layers of caching where do you want to reduce the time to first byte, which would yeah. be all server side stuff, or do you want to reduce the, you know, what's it, the meaningful paint from like time yeah. to first byte until it's rendered. Yeah. And one is the, yeah, one is your CDN image optimization, JavaScript stuff. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of bad plugins out there where like just throwing all the JavaScript into one file or yeah. inlining it in HTML. That's not the solution. It's really just, no, it's terrible. That's, that is working your way around the metrics that are being used to measure. Yeah. It, it's not a solution. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think running tools like new relic is pretty good. Just running on the server side, even though it makes things slower. Mm -hmm. uh, there's does. a few monitoring to it. I think the scout, um, Again, I'm blanking on this. There's Scout, New Relic, Blackfire, I think, does it now? Continuous monitoring of just Blackfire seeing what they mentioned as well. Yeah. Requests are coming in to the requests being sent to the browser or it's done. And what's taking up time? Is it Yoast SEO? Is it uh, Hello Dolly? <laughs> what, what's really taking up the time? To yeah. process this request, is it uh, is PHP actually really fast, but it's waiting sixty percent of the time for queries from SQL? Yeah. Then you probably want to use Redis. You know how fast is Redis? Redis shouldn't take up too much of this. And I think running something like New Relic again on sites that need it, you don't want to optimize the little Yoga Studio site, but a proper you know e-commerce or like a, a more worth their salt, like what you said earlier. Yeah, running new relic or at least occasionally you can always flip it on and off and um, that's how i usually optimize or even ask questions when people are like what well, my site is slow I'm like well, what's slow it's a there should be guides on this and videos <laughs> how to find this out with wordpress yeah yeah i think you've given us a good overview of uh, not only what you do but also uh where your passion lies and one could say it's it's performance but i'm i'm i'm, I'm tempted to say it's stability uh, just so providing performance within stability. I think, uh, unless there's something, uh, you say that I need to get this off my chest. Uh, this is what everybody should hear. Uh, now is your time to grab the mic and, uh, you know. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. Your preferred platform. And if you want to see some cutting edge stuff, check out relay.so. That's the next upcoming, it's a, a real next gen PHP extension. Yep. Check it out. Ex you can tell you it already. It's integrated. Like it's worth to, you can use it today. Yeah. I'm excited to test it and, uh, and play with it. Uh, well, thank you, Till. Um, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pleasant one. And I think we've all learned a lot. So thank you, sir. Yeah. Let's do this again.
And we will. Nice to see you, man. Nice to see you.